All right, y'all, it's Three Dimes Day here on Corporate Lunch. To celebrate, we have a special guest. I think we should, I'm sure it's in the headline, but maybe we should just like uh, build the anticipation for a while. <laughs> a lot of people thought that- The man's we, eating we, a buttered pastry, you know? I don't want to <laughs> cut him off. A lot of people thought we were never going to get here. There were a lot of doubts, a lot of haters. Three dimes. About no, giving it to 30. No, what is the source of your love of counting episodes of Corporate Lunch? Because each one is a new achievement. A each, new achievement, a new time, gift a to new our notch, audience, a new notch in the corporate lunch belt. This is a this is the biggest best notch yet. It's also a really handsome belt. <laughs> it was hand whizzled. Some of you might not know the be- the belt manufacturing term whizzled. That's how belts are made. But it was hand whizzled in 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 uh, in Ridgewood, Queens. When I think of parquet courts, I always think of I was walking in Ridgewood, Queens. Yep. I was stoned. Reading magazines, <laughs> so stoned, so starving. Uh, Austin didn't come in. We have Austin Brown here today. He didn't come in. Hey guys, thanks for having me. He didn't come in stoned, but he did come in peckish. <laughs> he might be yeah. stoned. You were Austin. What were you? <laughs> they go hand in hand. Austin, what were you doing today? You were at the gym. Yeah, I was at the gym. Really? What's the plan? Get I'm huge? a gym guy I now. I thought you looked super buff when you got in here. Yeah, I'm jacked. Yeah. <laughs> this one thing that we really wanted to get right for the new record was. Really big muscles. The physique. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a Phil Spectrum, but for you know we we applied that to Planet Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a wall of biceps. So we're gonna do a lot of like shirts off shows. Is that's what is that what we're in for? Or tank mm-hmm. tops? Yeah. Muscle Maybe. shirts. Maybe. Who knows? Is there a planet? <laughs> is there a Planet Fitness marketing tie-in for the new album? No egos. No <laughs> egos. <laughs> they say there. No egos. Is, was it a Planet Fitness that you were at? Yeah, I'm a member of Planet Shout Fitness. Shout out Planet Fitness. Planet yeah. Fitness we're hasn't paid us shit, man. <laughs> let's let's go easy on the endorsing until the checks start falling. Well, they're only $10 a month, so I don't know. Yeah, the check's going to be pretty light. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing to know about Austin Brown today is the first thing that I noticed is that he's wearing socks and a really nice pair of leather sandals. Yeah. I got these in Greece. I'm loving this. That fit. is a strong. Mo- that is a strong city I'm move. Loving this fit. You know, I, sh- I mean, practically, uh, your practicality didn't really come into the mix when I was thinking of taking the train here from Brooklyn and, you know, all the walking that I was going to do. But I knew I was coming into GQ. Yeah, you wanted to yeah. get it right, and so I wanted to, yeah, make sure I had the right look for the podcast. On a scale of you, one to ten, did. how nervous were you putting together your corporate launch fit today? Well, yeah. and if and if nervous isn't the proper scale, we can do other emotions. <laughs> you know, it was less. Uh, I mean, honestly, most of my other clothes were dirty, so this. Is <laughs> kind That's of the, the look best I way to, to dress. What's clean? Rock I mean, and roll I, is alive. Yeah, I just got off tour, and so um, obviously all of my clothes are still in the suitcase and dirty, and um, will will probably remain that way until I go on tour. Go again. back on tour. <laughs> it's time yeah. to clean again. Yeah. When it's time to pack, I just take the clothes out of the suitcase, wash them, and put them back in. It, uh, uh, you know, the the suitcase is like uh, the body itself. At some point, it mm-hmm. begins to clean itself. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's like a self cleaning device. <laughs> no laundry on the road. Mm. No time for that. Oh man, you know it's um it's tricky. Laundry is on the road is really tricky. It's um. There's not a lot of time for it. Yeah, of course. And, You're not uh, in one place very long. There's also not a lot of attitude for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a funny there's thing. There's not I a lot think. of feeling for yeah, it. Yeah, to stop sort of this, this moment in tour in that mindset and say, it's sometimes. Time, time to, uh, you know, check the dryer to some, see if. Yeah. 
sometimes you don't have a choice. You have to, because otherwise it's just, you'll get some sort of skin and disease. Yeah, yeah you don't want, like, scabies or whatever. Yeah, you get from a not again. <laughs> not a, scabies, not again. Learned that on the last tour. But, you know, the thing is that the, the worst or the most difficult place to, for laundry is Europe because I guess they don't really use dryers over there. You just hang dry it. Yeah, and you never have time for hang dry. <laughs> no, it takes yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> no one would know, trust us. Um, yeah. I mean, more this than is once, a hot topic here. Yeah, more than once I've been fooled by, oh, yeah, we'll dry it for you. Like yeah. at a laundromat, you drop it off. Like, Great, this laundromat yeah. in Croatia is going to wash and fold and dry our laundry <laughs> just like at home. And we you know, get there, and it's just like garbage bags filled with sopping wet clothes. <laughs> oh. Then you have to, yeah, get back in the van. Are you guys uh, huge in Croatia? Uh, we played there once, uh, and it was a good show. So I wouldn't say huge there. On your way. I don't know who is huge there. I mean, it's it's amazing, like, the cultural differences um, from region to region about who would be really popular. I mean, honestly, even from New York to California, there's, like, kind of a vast difference. The show's kind of, like, swell huge and shrink and swell. and The accordion. Yeah. Yeah, An audience size. <laughs> yeah, they can. They can. Uh, or there'll be bands that are huge on the, on the West Coast, right. and then, you know, like I've never heard of them or but, something. Yeah, they, they they can't buy a fan. <laughs> What's in, in the, the Eastern Seaboard? <laughs> you you wait. I want to back it up for a second. Yeah, yeah. This is Austin. He plays guitar in one of the great rock and roll bands imaginable. Parquet chords. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're from the great state of Texas. Yes. Um, and you guys, greatest are country on earth, the greatest country <laughs> on earth, is Texas, America, and but you, you live in New York City. Yeah, I lived here for, uh, yeah, I'd say about ten years now. The new album is fucking blazing, man. Thank you. Um, Super good. Produced by Danger Mouse. That's right. Comes out this week. The 18th. next week. May eighteenth. Yeah. Okay. Comes there's out. There's a few tracks comes out, out now. May eighteenth. Yeah. There's you, there's two or three. You'll out get now. a little taste right now. Yeah. Um, we are gonna absolutely like back things all the way up and make make you take us through your life story as a especially as a, it applies to clothes, outfits, and Johns. Okay. Yeah. Jewelry, different accoutrements, life on the road, all that shit. All right. Um, but how these are pressing questions on my mind. Mm-hmm. Noah, jump in at any moment. Let's hear. It. How did you guys end up in the in the stew with uh, Brian Burton, Danger Mouse? Brian got in touch with us. He heard we were making a record. He um, came to you. Nice. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, uh, we did a record with Daniel Lupi called Milano, mm-hmm. and Brian and Daniel uh, go back to a record they had worked on, which was the previous incarnation of, I guess, what might be a series called, it was a record called Rome with Jack White and Nora Jones. Yep. And I guess... Daniel, uh, maybe somehow they were getting to talking anyway. He found out we were making a record. We had been recording demos for about a year, and he hit us up, and we hung out and listened to music and listened to some of the demos and talked about what we might want to make, what kind of record we were going to do. And um, he was down. He was down to travel with us um, to Texas. We had booked a studio in the in the desert of West Texas. And, nice. Um, it was cool. It got him out of his element a little bit. And um, how got, got, how in the how in the desert were you? Was it like was it actually just in Marfa? No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you <laughs> or was th- it like actually in the West Texas desert? Yeah, it's actually the West Texas desert. It's this Sick. recording studio called Sonic Ranch. It's on uh, a three thousand acre pecan farm, wow. and literally on the border of Mexico. So Does you Sonic can- Ranch sell T-shirts? Is there Sonic Ranch merch? Because that's a be. super awesome. Yeah, name. Uh, yeah, I think so. 
<laughs> I didn't get gifted any, and I didn't, I didn't buy any. I don't know. Maybe. It's an amazing place. There's this guy, Tony, who um, has owned it and built it, basically. And, and uh, he loves musicians, and um, he loves kind of facilitating like, mm-hmm. a, a really great vibe for musicians to go there and be comfortable. And, I mean, we're eating breakfast burritos every morning and uh, enchiladas and stuff tex-mex for you lunch s- you stay on the sonic ranch yeah it, you live there and there's um like five at least five recording studios there and there'd be multiple bands working at the same time but the ranch is so big the the all the studios are spread out with houses kind of built next to them and you know i never really saw any other band while the whole time we were there so you Did- didn't like make homies with a neighboring band and party in the desert at night or like go, out, <laughs> go out like jackalope shooting or anything like that there might be some of that going on but we were honestly just kind of heading the shit working the whole time right. so um we did shoot some guns we drove some cars kind of recklessly but crucial uh, texas activity yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly did did being in that environment take you guys to a different place creatively like looking back on it do you think like that's where you had to be to make this record um yeah we when we make the last few records we've made um we like to really be in an environment like that where we're just isolated yeah. and can just throw ourselves into the work we've we've done some uh recording here we worked uh, a little bit on this record at electric lady which is an amazing studio and a great staff and they, they really take care of you but you know once like 8 p.m rolls around everyone's kind of looking for dinner plans or to go out to a bar yeah. or something um, regular life distractions exactly yeah. but out in the desert there's no cell reception yeah. yep. there's no you know friends or wives at home and you kind of just you can if you want to stay up till 3 a.m recording or work through the night until the morning and sleep in you can do that how long were you guys there we we're there for about three weeks oh cool. so what is something that um like a uh aspect of the way that Danger Mouse does things that was completely new to you guys, whether it was like, you know, doing 19,000 takes or like uh, putting you all in different rooms and making you play live through the headphones. I'm making shit up. (laughs) Um, There was a little bit of kind of, uh, you know, getting us apart. There'd be like um, when we first started working with him, I think he was kind of testing us to see like what we would be like how we could respond to different situations there's a moment where it'd be just sean and max on bass and drums like behind the glass and we can't hear see you can't hear what they're doing right and he would be going in there and giving them instructions and then come back a couple hours later and be like okay go in there and play to this i haven't heard it for the first time right and um i found out later these were more of like exercises and less of like um, you know, ha- writing like a song for live, sure. Live yeah. takes. Yeah, yeah, I think there might have been a song that came out of that sort of thing. Um, but I, I feel like um, one thing that he was saying is there's only real way to get to know us and to find out if we would be able to work well together is just to do it. Right. And so we did a little bit of that. Uh, one thing that I think Danger Mouse is brilliant with is uh, is rhythm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was uh, a rhythm-focused record. We had kind of set out from the beginning to be uh, focused on getting, you know, dan- having danceable moments, yeah. but also like aggressive, 
moments as well, but all of it, we wanted to have a group. Yeah. And that was something that I found out he is brilliant at. I think that's why he's able to work with uh, a variety of different artists, you know, whether it's Aesop Rocky or Adele mm-hmm. or Gnarls Barkley or the Gorillas or whatever. It's things, groups that sit in between genres, which is, I think, something that Parquet Quartz does as well, draw from a lot of different influences and kind of land in a unique spot. So I just remember him telling me, like, you know, as long as we get a solid rhythm and a good vocal performance, like, th- you're going to have a tight song. The rest is good. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, the, one of the the... A great thing about this record, and uh, I think uh, Danger Mouse does it really. The shit is funky. Yeah, yeah. The, definitely. The dancing. record is motherfucking funky. Yeah. And now you use the word groove, which is a much much more tasteful word for funky, because <laughs> funky can go in all kinds of insane directions. Yeah, I, when we were in the studio, funky was kind of a dirty word. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, I, I, th- I think that makes sense. And but one thing I like about his work so much, and and now y'all's work together, is that um, it's it's funky in a really good way and so often in his hands it's like sparse and there's like a lot of air you know yeah. a lot of funk bands it's like i don't know give it 16 horns and two drummers and sure. like throw the kitchen sink out of it and have everybody bashing yeah this is like really wide open yeah but but like there's a groove and a half yeah it really works yeah uh i think that's can be a theme with parquet courts uh in general is you know not doing too much it's Almost like what Jonathan Richmond's saying about the Velvet Underground, like play less notes, leave more space. Yep. And um, that's really a comfortable spot. I, th- I feel like when you do that, you can give a good place for the energy to live. I also like another thing about it. You use the word aggressive. I really like the aggressive moments on yeah. this one and in general for Parquet Courts. And I know you guys have a background in hardcore and punk and an interest. I, I read that sort of like Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits are an influence yeah. and maybe we're on this one did you feel like you guys could go to those places and danger mouse could still hang with you there given his sort yeah. of more polished pop background uh yeah I, I mean that was something that we were a bit curious about when the idea first came up because like i said we had a like a majority of the record already written and we're working yep. on when he came in and um we didn't want to lose those things yeah but he was really there just to to uh, facilitate Parquet Courts making the best record that we could make. Yeah. He, he, there's never a moment where he was like, you can't do this song, don't do this song, this isn't a hit, this is your single. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like that. He Asshole was, label guy. Yeah, no. He, he, uh, he was a fan of the group, and yeah. he, know, he knows what we're about, and um, if he didn't know at the beginning, he certainly did just after a few days of working with yeah. us. And he wanted, he wanted to support us to make the kind of record that we wanted to make and um even if there was moments where i would be like what do you think about this or that he'd just kind of be like i don't know like you're the artist you you decide right you do do what you think you write it you record it i'll come back and i'll tell you like if it sucks or something (laughs) or if like you need to change the rhythm on it or something and that's usually what it was like it was just kind of like this is good but move like the kick drum hit to this part and then yeah it is not like it's a parquet courts album featuring danger mouse yeah right sound it totally totally plays like a parquet courts album yeah and and that was a concern i think we had going in was like obviously he's really talented but we didn't want that to kind of overshadow what we had built for ourselves and the sound that we had kind of been going for and i think that 
Um, he, that's not what he wanted either. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's it like just in general being a guitar band in 2018? Um, well, we get asked questions like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I blew it. Austin just called me a hack. I think, I think it's over. I, I guess we do okay. Yeah, it's working. You know? It's working for you guys. For yeah, sure. and, and I, I guess we don't do it like as a statement. Is yeah. maybe one thing that one way I could answer that is, um, it's not like we set out to be like a revival act or a nostalgic act, um, but obviously rock music has been around for a long time, and you know bands with guitars and you know bass and drums is a formula that's yeah been around for 50 60 years i don't know when whenever the beatles were yeah. i guess um so and there yeah there's been a lot of new kinds of music that have come out since then a lot of um different genres that have you know kind of broken the mold in a lot of different ways and a lot of great ways and in ways that we also draw influence from but um we i guess we weren't really thinking of doing anything kind of like throwback to an old style when we started it was kind of the music that we grew up with and loved and wanted to play um i think now um you know fast forward eight years later and we're massively more popular than when we were playing to you know, a few people at monster island basement in yeah. brooklyn or something and it becomes like a thing because we're on festival stages you know going after pop acts or hip-hop acts or bands that have you know a bunch of synthesizers and ipads out and festival stages that were not all that long ago dominated by guitar bands right and now yeah and so i think in that perspective when you when you look at it that way it's kind of like oh these guys are doing like the old school thing um but we have always felt like we're a band that exists here and now and and we write our songs about things that are happening right now and um I think there's more rock bands now than there really have ever been mm. in the history of the world, really. So um, I like to think of us as being very present. Right. I yeah, totally I'm, feel that, especially yeah. on this one. It feels so alive and refreshing, maybe because, you know, in a way, pop music or, or a lot of what you hear is dominated by other types of sounds or, or you know, even rock bands are using a lot of synthesizers mm -hmm. and there's so much, you know... The, the hip hop sound is so prevalent across sort of genres, but like with you guys, I feel it just feels so fresh and alive to hear it and not, mm. you know, not, not throwbacky to me. And we've talked about other bands that like Turnstile is another band I love, a hardcore band that I mm -hmm. feel like similarly just feels like so alive and present yeah. and thrilling to me. And I totally think Parquet Courts is right there as well. Yeah, I think that, um, and we, we do take and borrow a lot from different genres, yeah. hip hop, funk, um, and hardcore punk you know whatever it, and there's dub influence on the new record and there's definitely a lot of different kind of genre bending but i think at the core it's us and i i do consider us a rock band yeah. and i think that's what rock music has done historically is kind of taken from a lot of different places and made it into a unique thing that couldn't exist without these four guys i think that's another unique thing about our band is that it's f it is a band it's four yeah. guys it's not you know one person at the forefront with a rotating cast of musicians right. around them yeah. i think that's more rare than the idea of like being a guitar band
Growing up in Texas, yeah. What town did you grow up in, and what what were you into? Like uh, elementary, junior high days. Yeah, it's called Beaumont, Texas. It's uh, on I ten, right on the border of Louisiana. Uh, I think it's probably feels more like Louisiana than it does Texas, or at least what you would think of. It's not like you know open plains and horses. It's like um, muddy, sticky air yeah. with oil refineries kind of looming everywhere and hmm. making the air polluted and cancerous. Um, there's a beach 30 minutes away, but like the water is <laughs> disgusting brown. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think any if you had a, a town like on the West Coast that's 30 minutes away from the beach, it would be like a beach yeah. town. You'd yeah. be a surfer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and did you go to did you go, did you go to like big schools or yeah like Friday Night Lights yeah, style Texas high school style high school yeah sick yeah Beaumont is interestingly enough the name of the town in Footloose where it's illegal to dance <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also go there on the first season of True Detective if uh-huh. you remember the episode oh. where there's like that really cool long one take of like the yes. them busting on the drug dealers and the cops oh come. yeah totally uh, that like ranch house uh, yeah, yeah that was um, the tracking shot yeah exactly yeah. that was um, in based in beaumont texas and what were uh uh what were you kind of into were you like long hair rocker pot smoking rocker did you play sports what was your what was your scene in high school well it was kind of a transition from one to the other Mm -hmm. um i was a baseball player uh west end little league all-star what position pitcher Uh, i played third base catcher did pitch i wasn't a great pitcher mm. but kind of uh, like a lanky pitcher. that's what vibe. i was thinking you yeah kind of have a pitcher vibe but yeah i d- i pitched uh, a lot uh i was one of the pitchers uh but i didn't have like the arm speed but i could throw a curveball mm. yeah and a change up so i was like a change of pace guy yeah. yeah uh did a lot of that until i found uh yeah pot and punk rock <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before yeah the allure is strong. Yeah. And uh, I mean, to be honest, also the internet had a lot to do with that. I mean, um, I was born in 86, so I remember when there was life before the internet. And yeah. I remember like that AOL dial up CD and getting online and f- finding out about world outside of Beaumont, Texas, which yeah. is huge. And I think now it's something that a lot of people take for granted, yeah, especially kids in small towns, because they can have access to culture from all over the world, which is great, especially if you're in a small town. Um, 
and that's the way I found out about music. And then I started going to see shows in Houston yeah. at like Numbers, Fitzgerald's. How far away is Houston from Beaumont? Uh, it's about, you can get there like in an hour and a half. It's yeah. about two hours, depending and, on where you're going. And uh, did you have some friends that were into the music you were into that you would kind of like road trip up there or what was the vibe? Yeah, I had a few other friends, uh, like one of my best friends, Bradley's from China, Texas, which yeah. is the next town over from Beaumont. Um, we yeah started a band. We would go see shows in Houston. But there wasn't like a little scene within your high school, like a clique of kids who were kind of leaning towards punk and stuff yeah. that, that you joined? or There was like some really trashy, like older punk dudes yeah. that live and I'm sure still live in Southeast Texas. Um, there was like this art studio. Uh, it was called the Art Studio, uh -huh. but it was art studios. And they had like a barn out back where I think they made ceramics and stuff. They, uh -huh. We would have shows there. <laughs> With like the older punk bands, like um, there's a band called the Put Downs, which is great. Um, the Koopas, it's like a pop punk band, which is one of my favorite bands. They were awesome. The Jiu Jitsu pop punk band. Um, Was it local bands like that that yeah. were inspiring you, or Absolutely. What, were yeah. there other earlier early bands like like was it Nirvana and big acts like that that sort of started turning you on? Or uh, yeah, I mean, else? I was into like Warp Tour, Mall Punk kind uh -huh. of stuff because we did get a hot topic at the nice. mall. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like Huge. yeah, and I would buy all the Punkorama compilations. Yeah, but what going, did you buy at Hot Topic? Uh, did you get like a NoFX T-shirt? Yeah, or I did get a NoFX T-shirt. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I there's a metric for someone like me. Yeah. <laughs> I was I fit all the boxes. Yeah. Um, I mean it's tough being in a small town. I mean it sounds like cheesy to talk about. Yeah, getting like buying a no effects T-shirt, hot topic. But like when you live in Beaumont, Texas, there's not like a thriving DIY punk. And there's community. no St. Mark's yeah. place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember going to the art studio and seeing like. Um, a mosh pit for the first time. Yeah. And just having it blew my mind. Right. And I thought like. Did you dive in? No, I was so afraid, <laughs> so afraid. It, the, just feeling the energy and seeing that kind of thing, it felt like a scene like out of SLC Punk or something. Yeah. Where I was like, yeah, this is like my, these are my people. Yeah. And um, yeah, I kind of just spent the next years of my life like getting bands together so that we could play the art studio. That was like right. the big place yeah. to do it. You know, there's shows like the KC Hall. Mm -hmm. um, there's like a coffee shop where you could play sometimes, but. You know, that was kind of run by, like, the older crowd. Um, Do you remember your, your first show at the art studio? Um, the first show that I ever played, my first band called The Mathletes, was Amazing. At, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. Yeah. It Were was, you a math whiz in high school or something? Was that no. direct from, like, your... Sam, we need to make some Mathletes merch. <laughs> like, immediately. Yeah, were there T's? <laughs> Dial up the 3D printer, Sam. Uh, I found the Angel Fire website recently. Oh, let's <laughs> I will not give you the address for that. I can't figure out how to take it down. There? <laughs> um, there wasn't any music. I remember putting up a song we recorded really poorly and then taking it down later because I was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. But even like as like a 16 year old, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like it's incredible that I can hear myself playing guitar and it's playing back to me out of these speakers right yeah. now. But still, maybe I should not yeah, take this down. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there wasn't a big audience for that in my town, and no right. one was listening to it outside of that. But yeah, the first show the Mathletes ever played, which the name is a Freaks and Geeks reference, by the right. way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was like a scene. Uh, I think like 
they're talking about the name for their band. I think Seth Rogen's like, what are you going to call your band? The Mathletes? It's like, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. Thank you, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, the first show the Mathletes ever played was at the Bonfire for my high school's pep rally. Amazing. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, did not go over well. <laughs> did not go over well. Were you guys how too, too well? edgy for the scene? Like, can you be more specific yeah. about how it did not there go over was, well? We were having lots of things thrown at us. <laughs> oh, shit. And that really didn't someone, go over well. Yeah, someone was so bold as to unplug the power. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is like a scene out of Freaks and Geeks or something, too. Yeah. It's, just like a, it's a bit of a, like, you know, getting like the plug pulled on you and yeah. just like, curtain drops yeah chased off stage. it was harsh i mean and it was that was by the students this was not by the teachers was this a sanctioned <laughs> pep rally for yeah. the school it was an official thing it was yeah. like a student council event they weren't feeling it i want whoever unplugged the mathletes to know <laughs> that austin is now huge in croatia and you can yeah. suck it you can suck it what, yeah was the vibe did, were, were they this is going to be a really lame question i'm sorry i'm from the northeast yeah did they want a more of a country western thing did, were there kids in cowboy boots and, and hats oh, that man. wanted a different thing from you you also, know, we should handle this dude right now for <laughs> asking shit like that. If it was only as simple as that. Um, no, it actually, I mean, uh, Houston rap was the oh. was the main. You guys weren't ghostwriting anything. No, yeah. no. It was not chopped and screwed. I mean, DJ Screw, uh, uh, Swisha House, UGK, these were the big things Good in my stuff. high school. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's what got me into it. Yeah, Better uh, than the mathletes, I guess, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, fair <laughs> enough. Absolutely. <laughs> All due respect to the mathletes, but yeah. Okay, screw. so I was in bands in high school, and one thing that was always a little bit awkward is you were like, uh, you know, we got we've got like this pep rally show. I also played stuff like pep rally shows, and mm. you kind of wanted to like get dressed like a band for it. Yeah. But then you were also just going to be like looking out at your classmates, yeah. some of whom were your friends and some of whom weren't. They see you every and, day. Yeah, they see you every day. <laughs> you kind of can't like... They know who you really are. You can't get like that dressed for it yeah. or act like to like do too many cool rocker guy moves. Right. Yeah. So where did, revealing. where did... Yeah, where did the mathletes kind of uh, net out on that? Did you guys dress like a band? Did you dress like a band anyway? I wore uh, a Boy Scouts t-shirt. Like from the Salvation Army. So. Ironic. Yeah. This was exactly. Sort of the that was the era. era Prime yeah, irony. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Like, yeah. It was like, um, you know, where going to Goodwill, getting yeah, yeah ironic T-shirts, um, you know, really small. Yeah. Yeah. High <laughs> jeans, high water jeans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. The high water jeans. That's that's cooler than what I was doing in the late nineties in Atlanta. Mm. Would you have like some polyester disco pants or something? A polyester disco shirt. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that, like some um some beat uh Austin brought us some some parquet quartz. Yeah, we're all wearing Mardi Gras promotional beads. Promotional right Mardi yeah. Gras beads. It's their new their new video and their uh recent GQ shoot happened right, yeah. in New Orleans, Louisiana at Mardi Gras. Um but I think we wore some beads. I just put on like like a cool shirt that I had bought. Yeah, and I did. It wasn't like I was communicating with the other dudes about it. I was just like, "Yeah, just today's a, I'm going to be on stage today. I'm going to wear this, you know, polyester, this blue polyester shirt." It's not that much different than what I do now. Yeah. So yeah, what is the vibe now? Uh, well, I think leading up to the gig, it's comfortable pants, white t-shirt. Tall tea if it's clean. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I've got praying for a t- <laughs> praying for a clean tall tea. Yeah. yeah, honestly, there's days where you need it. <laughs> um, 
and y'all sound check with that but then at a certain point um i just kind of judge the mood open up the suitcase yeah and see what speaks to me and scratch you, the chin gaze yeah. into it yeah i've gotten into grab a shirt. yeah i mean it's always a button-up shirt long sleeve because the rolling up of the sleeves is a great stage move yeah I think. oh that's true it gives you yeah. a move to so make so you'll 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 take the stage with the sleeves down always yeah. and then you're gonna roll them up maybe even point. a jacket on yeah and then take the Love jacket it. off and then roll up the sleeves yeah yeah it builds tension that's yeah, good absolutely. Well, so what's the jacket range like is it um like a sports jacket like suit jacket or more like a like noah's wearing kind of a m65 kind of jacket yeah i've got uh this really sick jacket now that uh is a i wore it on ellen and uh, my friend henry mowgli makes them it's like a um uh it's it's like a fake what's the the slick is it ho- just polyester yeah yeah it's like fake Polyester's silk or whatever. not a dirty word more like satin yeah, satin it's like yeah but it's not satin just cheap yeah yeah it's, it's like shiny. a sports jacket yeah. you know like yeah yeah so it's a polyester jacket he's embroidered uh some words on and i've been really into that one lately so if it's like cool enough i'll definitely wear it on stage yeah like the ellen moment is a, yeah that's a thing you gotta break out something good for for ellen I yeah mean, she's got cool style yeah she's great and i felt yeah that's when i got the jacket um and it went over well you know i don't wear clothes with words on them hardly ever and this is like big words and em- uh, embroidered on it and i've and it's amazing how many people will just talk to you. How many random people will talk to you if you're wearing like a shirt with, a, Word. with words on it? Whether it's like a band T-shirt yeah, or like yeah. you know, yeah. the stylized thing. You're asking thing. for it. Yeah, and that that was interesting because uh, you know people like we played a festival shortly after uh, I got this jacket. And I was kind of wearing it around town, and people were coming up to me, not recognizing me from being in a band, <laughs> but just like, "I like your jacket. What's it mean? <laughs> What's it say?" Yeah, yeah. Let me read that for a turnaround. What yeah. does it say? Uh, on the back, it says, uh, are the flowers worth the dirt they're buried in? Nice. And on the front, it says, there's no clocks on the casino floor. Did you? I like it. I have it with me. If you did you it. write those things? or th- 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 the Henry does designer it. designer wrote them. Or yeah. created those, yeah. that poetry. Yeah, yeah. Henry does it. Wow. It's sick. Actually, I have it. I'll just, We're gonna I'll have just pull it out. Yeah, let's it. do it. Let's yeah. see this thing. Sam, you got your camera? What's your... Uh, Austin has a, a canvas toad here. What's that say? Late night. Oh, we were, we oh, were talking. Seth Meyers. We were talking toast, man. I know he brought in He's his shitting Seth on us. He's like, "Oh, you want to see the jacket I, <laughs> I wore on Ellen? Hold on, let me take it out of oh, my it's Seth Meyers tote." It's a. Um, this is a satin stitch. A satin um, souvenir jacket. Is baseball what, jacket is what this you'd call. It's yeah, a baseball, a baseball jacket. jacket. Yeah. Oh, it's a really nice, heavy sort of like. Th- uh, uh, it's kind of like yarn. a rodeo. It's kind of like a rodeo chain stitch. Yeah, and uh, whenever I was on Ellen, I had like you know also like I don't know if you noticed or saw, but I had a whistle solo. Yeah, so I, had, <laughs> I did you know, see it. I had a whistle around uh, my neck, and your know, white shirt, blue pants, and this blue jacket. And uh, my bandmate Andrew kept couldn't stop remarking about how I looked like a coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coach's coach brown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the whistle. Do you guys, do you, does, does the whole band get together and, and compare outfits before you go on somehow? Or is there some conversation like, hey, what are you going to wear? Like, what do you think? And it's like, you can't wear that one because I'm wearing the same color. Like, you're going to have to change. You know, I think um, our style has gotten per- incrementally better since we first started. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Andrew's really good about it. I've tried to be good about it. Um, 
but at the end of the day, we are for like dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 so when we're talking about what we're wearing, we try to be really positive. Like, yeah. hey man, that shirt looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of that. So everyone's self conscious. Yeah. And you know, especially with, like we're, the shows we're playing now have gotten pretty big, and you everyone wants to look good. Yeah. But uh, it's tough knowing what to, especially like when your bandmates can be less conscious about what they're wearing you don't want to outshine them so there's like a a range oh, right. you want to stay in you don't want to be the guy that's really going for it right and like well, calling everybody else is yeah, like yeah calling weird attention to like yeah your gear yeah i mean i have done that in moments there was a alter ego i had for a minute called snakeskin dubai uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was a way of justifying kind of going for it and snakeskin dubai would wear really ill-fitting suits yeah. hat um uh, suspenders with that sunglasses. name, you gotta have sick footwear. What was the footwear? Um, yeah, had some nice uh, leather shoes. Yeah, uh, low cut. Uh, Johnson and Murphy. Yep. All right. Heard of them? That's my brand. I don't know. I'm such like a dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good classic dad brand. Quality <laughs> yeah. brand though. Quality. It is a quality brand. Yeah. You guys are making me nervous. No, no, no. <laughs> we support Johnson. This and Murphy is big we're time. much okay, like cool. Parquet Course. We remain positive, man. Yeah. yeah. You, look, no, you look great. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> of course. A few yeah, times. Classic. <laughs> yeah uh, my mom would bring me in and ask the ladies working there where the husky clothes were because I was like a fat little kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Fun fact. I wish we you could look have... great now, man. You, <laughs> you look good. No, you do. I was going to say, the new thing. You're going to get a Planet Fitness membership. <laughs> the new thing before you go, guys go on is going to be telling, complimenting each other on your physiques. Yeah. That's true. Oh, dude. Because that's dude. the next the wave. Once era. you get comfortable telling a bro that his shirt looks great on him, it's going to yeah. be like. Your, your traps, lats, and abs. Phase, yeah. phase three, I don't know if you're ready to look this far into the future, but yeah. it's going to be like really grooming focused. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's, yeah, it starts kind of sartorial, and, yeah. then it, and then it's like about... Yeah. about Moisturizing and It's stuff. about muscle, and then, yeah, then it's going to be about like arm hair and moisturizing. <laughs> you guys, for the GQ shoot and for the new video yeah. Yeah. for... Is it Mardi Gras Bees or is it Wide Awake? What's the video in the Purple Suits? Which song is it? It's both, actually. It's a two-parter. Oh, I've only seen... Wide one part awake. so far. I've only seen Wide Awake. Wide Awake is the first part. Yeah. It's a to be continued at the end. And then Mardi Gras Beads is the follow-up. So you guys are rocking some really dope, um, flashy, 70s-inspired yeah. mix of like r- like purple rental tuxedos, yeah. essentially. Yeah, they're about but 30 bucks. But it looks pretty fly. Like Did you, you guys them? look cool. Yeah. Or you rented them? You uh, bought? We had to buy them because yeah. they just got Are they going to- All right. I threw mine literally in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <we left. laughs> I was on the way out say, of town, he was like, hold on, stop the bus. Yeah. So that Got didn't inspire any Everything I wore that weekend went straight in the trash. <laughs> Shoes, socks, shirt, tux, everything. And it was my shirt, too. It was a nice shirt. What went da- <laughs> why? What went down that weekend? It was just it was uh kind of wild. I mean, I don't know if you've been to Mardi Gras. It's it's amazing. Um, but it's a little crazy. And it's, you know, it was raining and it got muddy. But you gotta catch beads, man. You gotta catch beads. beads. It sounds crazy, but if anyone out there has ever caught bead before, they know (laughs) what I'm talking about. (laughs) There is a fever. (laughs) When you get your first bead, there's a fever and something inside of you says, I need more beads. Yeah. More. Possessed. More. Yeah, they couldn't the the director, uh, Adam Willis, is uh he was great. But 
he had to be careful about when he brought us near the parade. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would all just lose your minds. Yeah, because he'd be, he'd be like, all right, we need to do this shot over here. We're like, yeah, yeah, in a minute. Yeah, hold on, catch a <laughs> I got beads. some catch bead right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys played some basically like uh, unannounced shows too, right? Yeah. Impromptu it's, shows. Yeah, we did uh, a show at a place called OK Bar. Uh, and it's, I think, a newer place. It's kind of like a DIY spot. Um, I mean, it's hard to say it's DIY because it is a bar, but it's, um, yeah, kind of some good hard locals. It's that, fully uh, licensed, but also <laughs> DIY. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's DIY a great area spirit, now. A spirit as well a as spirit. a business model. So did yeah. like Parquet Courts fans find the show, or did you just kind of like whoever, it, it was kind of like a pop-up crowd of whoever wandered in, it being Mardi Gras and shit? Yeah, uh, I've got a good friend down there, Jonathan, who... Uh, who runs the One Eye Jack venue in New Orleans, and he was a brilliant tour guide the whole weekend, and he was helping us pick out uh, spots for the the shoot, and also kind of t- we were looking for a house show, but he was like, "Don't even bother; it'll get shut down." But this is this spot's cool, and I think the day of, he just posted on Facebook, uh, "Party uh-huh. Court Show." It's like three dollars, cool. and um, and then people turned out. So some heads turned out. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty wild. The The owner of the bar was super proud. We got the first uh, crowd surf ever. Yes. Hell yeah. Boom. And you yeah. guys played the whole new record, right? Yeah, we played the new was record. Was it the first time playing it all live? Must have been, right? Yeah, Did it you was. play it in sequence? Uh, nearly, nearly. Uh, but the, the catch was we were doing that essentially for the video because we needed a, like some live footage yeah. shots uh, there's a climactic ending at the end of the mardi gras beats video where the premise is i'm uh separated from the band i'm off on a uh, spiritual quest because <laughs> i caught some mala beads off the float yeah. triggered a spiritual <laughs> journey and then the band's lost me they can't find me yeah. and then obviously at the end there's a climactic return where i you know walk through the crowd you know in the front door through the crowd push my way up onto the stage and finish the guitar solo but um you ready for that noah i'm so that just got, <laughs> i got i got chills when he said that i was like so ready He's for like, that push through the it's crowd and what <laughs> <laughs> killed her into that guitar solo did yeah. you have a mantra yeah. to go with your mala beads yeah yeah absolutely can you share it absolutely not okay you know how enough. mantras work yeah yeah <laughs> trying to trap you um yeah, so, uh, I mean, and uh, for the parquet court's heads out there, the mantra goes back to our previous record, a song called Keep It Even. So maybe you can get That's a hand. That's a clue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, so at the end of the the uh, the, sh- the set, you know, the producer comes out and he says, okay, we didn't get the shot, so you need to do it again. <laughs> of the triumphant return back yeah. to stage. Yeah. So we're like, okay, cool. Um, I'll just walk to the back and I'll just be like, hey guys, we're doing a thing right yeah. now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the back yeah. and uh, we're gonna do this thing. And meanwhile, everyone's hammered. Yeah. And this is Mardi Gras weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like midnight, one a.m. or something. People are fucked up. Yeah. And they're like, whatever. Uh, you know, I pushed it back. Had to push them out of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the band starts playing the song, kind of synced up with a recording, or maybe they're just guessing. I, I think I don't think we had a recording going. And then I push through the crowd, but then they don't let the camera guy in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like no cameras, they push him back, and then yeah. I get to the front and play, finish the whole song. Yeah, and then 
the producer comes over and he's like, yeah, we didn't get it. Yeah, no camera. <laughs> Great job, like, but okay. it was perfect, but no camera. And I was like, oh, I got to do it again. By this time, even like my band members are like, nah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> and I was like, we kind of have to. It's <laughs> the whole reason we're here. <laughs> it's a two-part video, and this is the, yeah, the climax. This is, yeah, this is the shot. And so the... I'm like, okay, guys, uh, I'm just going to have to try running again. And then someone from the audience yells, play a different song. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, they do not get it. Oh, damn. And uh, then the producer gets on the mic, and he's like, sorry, everyone, but we're just doing a music video right now. We need to need your cooperation. Up. Yeah, they did not know who he was. It's we're like being in the Mathletes again. Uh, yeah, exactly. We paid yeah. $3 for this <laughs> show. You're only playing the same yeah, we song over song. and over again. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess we ended up getting it in the end. Good. I was we weren't going to do it again. There was just no yeah, way. It wasn't it's, happening the yeah. fourth time. I was hoping the Purple Suits made their way back with you guys, and you were going to keep them on for the remainder, like for this entire album. Set. Yeah, we were really Planet conscious. Planet Hollywood, dude. Yeah. Planet, yeah. Planet Hollywood took an L when you trashed that suit. Yeah, Yeah, you know, we talked about that and how much we didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> These things did not fit well. They had like, you know, like, like rollerblade style latches around the waist because it's like a one size fits all <laughs> sort of thing. The waist yeah, yeah. It down. yeah, and they did not fit well. And yeah, by the end of like being in the rain and the mud of Mardi Gras, uh, and just like it was warm too and humid. Yeah. So there's just we're just sweating through them the whole time. And you can kind of tell when you watch like the wide awake video, yeah. you're like, wow, these guys are like really they really look like they've been partying all yeah. weekend. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were. We were. Yeah. I mean we were up at six AM to get like morning light shots yeah. for the Mardi Gras beads video. And yeah. then as soon as someone's out, I was like, all right, cool. And I'll go dance around to this song. Yeah. And then we, all right, we gotta get some beers first and then we gotta go catch some bead. Yeah. And then we <laughs> eat some New Orleans food. And then it's like, all right, we got time. Now it's nighttime shots, and then we're doing that till like two a.m. and getting up at six. So yeah, it was exhausting. You guys were wrecked. Uh, let me ask you this: Are these is this caught bead or is this from like a uh, this is promo bead store in Brooklyn? Yeah, this is promo bead, not caught bead. No. Promo bead. Yeah, I I I, I threw it's everything cool, in the trash on the way out. It's cool, dude. I I didn't get any cool beads. Uh, uh, Sean got Sean was probably the most. Um, ambitious bead catcher he got some really cool stuff some of them are really special you can get i think he he got a jurassic park themed amazing bead which had like um you know like the jeep was on there and there's some like dinosaurs and they're kind of like gold bloom yeah definite key <laughs> yeah it, w- it was cool i, I, that I mean it's kind of like at mardi gras catching bead is a major thing but like in the sober light of of just an regular week <laughs> you <laughs> must look back and be like hmm, yeah. <laughs> just beads yeah well i mean that's kind of part of the meaning of the song right right i mean meaning is attributed where you place it right um whether it's mala beads or mardi gras beads it's um kind of about being accountable to the things that you give meaning to he nailed that noah do you need 10 minutes? I'm s- yeah. Me and Austin speechless. can finish up if you need Floored. a few minutes. No, I want to keep going. Oh, man. It's sort of like what uh, what corporate lunch is all about. What are you giving meaning to? 100%. Right? Yeah, that's what we're trying to figure is out Is it here. a vibe or is it not a vibe? Every week. I mean. I got one more question from the um, – uh, from this, it, came, it comes from the same desk that my last question that got uh, just ruthlessly hacked away. At. Oh, that was great. Yeah. One of my all-time When I favorite. asked him what it was like to be a guitar band yeah. in 2018, he was like, you know what it's like? It's like being asked that question. <laughs> this one's from it really that, is. This one is from that department. Yeah, sure. 
I'm I'm fine with that. What is it like being Parquet Courts famous in 2018? <laughs> um, it's interesting uh, because there is like I mean I'm here doing this, yeah. so that obviously like, content tower in the content Live tower. Mic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's like uh, I've, there's been some really cool parts to being Parquet You're Courts on Ellen. famous. Being you on carry Ellen. a Ellen, Seth yeah. Meyers tote bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, I we. Uh, made a record with Karen O, who I love. Yeah. Um, we did a record with Danger Mouse, which is amazing. Unlike me, you've been to Croatia. I've been to Croatia for a day or two. Yeah. Um, we put our records out on Rough Trade, which is one of my favorite labels. From being a kid in Beaumont, uh, I get to do a lot of great things. But the fame, but it's like kind of like a, I'm, I'm, it's like being secretly famous. Yeah. In a way. Where uh, I mean I think this these videos we we're talking about the first time is these are the first videos I think that we're all in where mm-hmm. we were talking about that as we were doing it we're like I, we never realized how absent our faces were from the like um, imagery of the group yeah like from your record s- covers yeah you set know? aside from press shots which kind of yeah. end up in in magazines and online but you know newspapers when you're on tour yeah, yeah. but you know the general public doesn't uh kind of see those things you know we're not like on tmz or anything yeah um so i guess in that way it's kind of comfortable and yeah i'm able to to do a lot of creative things that i really like um and that uh you know there's only one person from westbrook high school is more famous than me that was in my class and he's a professional baseball player so he's on TV a lot. What's his name? <laughs> Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. Who's he play for? He's oh, played for the Mets. Oh, the Sam Mets. Hines just lit up. He's he's huge. He's, I saw Is him hit his first grade? home run as a Met, actually, at Yankee Stadium. It must be sweet to he's hit your year. first home run as a Met at Yankee Stadium. Did you stadium. play baseball against him or with him? No, I didn't make I see, I went to like a baseball tryout, which he surely was at. Um whenever I was in high school and saw like the kinds of guys that were playing for the high school baseball uh-huh. team. I was like, this just isn't fun. Anymore. Gonna go back to yeah, I'm topic. going to hot topic. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. I feel you dude. Um, yeah, I was in Spanish class with, uh, Jay Bruce. I was actually with him on September 11th, actually being in high school in high school. Yeah. Wow. Heavy. Shout out Jay Bruce though. Yeah. Friend of the pod, New York met, uh, is he more famous? I guess so. He's on TV. They, they play he's, 162 games a year. <laughs> yeah, they're he, all on does TV. he start yeah. for the Mets? Yeah. I mean, he's like really good. Okay. <laughs> he's a beast. I My baseball is non-existent. I don't have any baseball. I remember like watching ESPN like when I was in college, and he had just gotten – he was like a first-round draft pick, and they are like, Jay Bruce, the future of baseball. And I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to be more famous. Than that <laughs> <laughs> You're the future be, of rock and roll music, the, man. <laughs> But there, yeah. are, there must those be headlines s- are lost on Westbrook High School, just like the mathletes were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I got unplugged, I've just been des- desperate to prove people wrong. Yeah. I thought like being on Colbert with Bun B was gonna really seal the deal. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I was expecting just a flood of like messages from random people yeah. in high school, and I don't know. I guess didn't, didn't really happen. No. Yeah. But I, I promise that is why I did it. despite my whole high school and and there are some contexts that you must find yourself in where in the moment you're super famous like you don't you know what it's like to be a a tmz kind of person 
Yeah, maybe. Um, like if, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. At, um, when you guys are playing a festival or something. Yeah. And you're moving around and kids are yelling your name and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess there's there's a taste of it there. Um, or you walk into a bar and one of your songs is on. Yeah. It's like a place you've never been and you don't know anyone in there. Yeah, that's happened. I mean, I think it probably happens more here than yeah. in other places. Um, and that's, it's like... It's humbling in a way. At first, I would get. At first, I was really into it. Yeah. It first yeah. started happening, yeah. and then Dope. I was kind of like, "Oh man, I just want to live like the regular people." <laughs> 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 but now I'm kind of like, you know what? It's worse. It could be. I mean, as bad as things are, as annoying things as things could be with the group, because you know, four dudes, and you know, a lot of obligations to do things, especially like around now when albums meant yeah. to come out. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. You gotta work it. A packed man. schedule. Yeah. You were hard to book for this. Yeah, it becomes I had to a job. DM you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, oh man, you had to DM him and everything. Yeah. No, it is true. You're like Fortunately. Oh, we I thought it. I was like living the dream. I was gonna play guitar for a living, and then it turns out you have to do stuff like Yeah. Talk and <laughs> you know, drive like yeah. sit in the back of a bus for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, it's I can't really complain honestly. No. You handle it with a plum, I must say. Oh, thank in you. In my in my experience, thank you. Um, I mean, he's a total diva, but yeah, I guess you could say that. No, like super <laughs> annoying to be, super difficult to be around for sure. Yeah. But, but as you can tell, I I I do really admire a good diva though. Yeah, when right. I hear about people having like total meltdowns or you know, fits backstage. I just kind of am like, that's awesome that they were able to commit to that. Definitely. They're like committed to like alienating everyone around them they work for and having everyone talk <laughs> trash about them and being difficult to work with all for the sake of just fully embracing this like delusional celebrity status. Yeah. I the really, dream. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, man, I really wish I was a big enough asshole to be able to do that. To, to you, get there. You can mentally. work towards it. You should think about <laughs> yeah. that. Just plan. Think about Start, a, a meltdown. I think, I think it starts with just a simple upending of a catering table. Yeah. See oh, how yeah. it feels. Yep. See a how it feels. Act. I yeah. t- you know what? It we have done that. <laughs> yes. It does feel good. I bet it feels great. I bet it feels great. It's amazing. I mean Have you just ever have you ever just peed on something you definitely should not have? <laughs> like just that you should not have peed there on that thing. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Austin's sure. rubbing his Every, eyes. Everyone's right now. Done suddenly that. wishes everyone's corporate done lunch that, were though. a half hour program. Saint <laughs> <laughs> NPR. Yeah. I, yeah, whenever I think about peeing on something that I shouldn't have, it's definitely not like a rock star moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a mm, waster moment. <laughs> um, we're going to get into some vibes shortly, but um, Austin, it is a damn honor and a pleasure to have you. The, uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, now I feel like I'm doing the um, the like talk show host like uh, wrap-up moment, mm. but I, I say an actual from the bottom of my heart and from within my eardrums that the new record is just like badass. Thank yeah. you. It is so satisfying. Really, really good. Um, I'm gonna let you guys handle the vibes. <laughs> Will's punting vibes to us. You could, well, you'll jump in. I'm gonna kick it off. Sam, do the thing when the vibes start. Thirteen vibes are not so lightning fast. Not so fast lightning Night, round. Not so lightning fast round cool. of things we're feeling right now. I'm gonna kick it off with my current thing. You ready? It's yeah. a big one. You might appreciate it, though, considering your new commitment to fitness. Yeah. All plant-based diet. Wow, okay. Doing a month of eating nothing but plants. Yeah. Um, so far, I feel good. It's been about a week. Is that different from being vegan? Well, it's a good question. <laughs> I'm not using the word vegan. Right. I don't really know. 
I, I, no, I don't think it's – I think that there's probably uh, – I'm not preparing all the meals I've been eating, so I'm not that certain there's probably some, like, you know, a mm. little bone marrow maybe in something I've, yeah. I've, I've ingested. Yeah, because a friend of mine went vegan recently, but he was using the same phrase, plant-based diet. He's, he, won't, he won't say he's vegan. Yeah. But he doesn't eat any animal This products. is only going to last like a month for me. Maybe that's the yeah. thing is that I, vegan is like a whole a commitment a to an identity and a right. culture and stuff that I'm not doing. I'm just trying to get sort of ready for – like you, I just want my physique to be on point come, yeah. come summer. Well, hit me up at Plant Fitness, man. Ten bucks a month. I got to put my headphones back on to ask yeah. this question. Yeah. yeah. What, percentage, what percent of this is about like um, your beach body? Mm, is this really season. a beach body? Are you kind of trying to say that it's like, oh no, it's for my like my health and my mental health and for my, like my, the alkaline levels in my blood? But the fact is, it's just for your you're ramping up for beach season. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I don't my I don't really change all that much. Mm. Like BM my BMI level, I think is pretty consistent. Bo- the body stays tight. I don't really know. It's not that tight. It's just regular. <laughs> but consistently uh, regular. That should be the name of to your me. Memoir. It's there's just that moment. Maybe maybe this happens on tour or with your rock star lifestyle where you, mm. I just look back and I'm like, damn, like I've been eating garbage for the last three months or so. You go on yeah. some sort of like weird bender where you're just like a bunch of really gnarly heavy meals stack up or whatever drinking a lot or just things like that that you kind of look at and you're like okay i gotta like do a reset thing yeah i mean that happens on tour for sure i never feel guilty about it like you know drink 20 beers in a night yeah eating pizza for every meal it's awesome it's the best part you can't deny that that is fucking awesome (laughs) but then you have people tell you can't eat like your body's gonna change or whatever yeah so uh i still do that but then I just go to the gym in the morning, yeah. and it, I think it just fucks with people's heads. Like, what is he doing? He was up partying last night. He's at a rave until 6 in the morning. <laughs> and then he went to the gym? <laughs> and it's kind of like, don't tell me I live my life. Yeah, man. I don't know. Oh, That's true. Plant-based diet. Yeah, I, you know, I did a plant-based diet for a year. Whoa. A while back. Did you call yourself a vegan when you were doing that? I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's because that is. You want the label. Yeah, and when you stop doing it, then yeah, then all of your vegan friends are like, "Oh, what? So you're not vegan anymore?" Gone. Yeah, it's a judgment thing. You got a vibe? This is a new one I discovered recently. Mm -hmm. Chrysler Sebring convertible. Classic vehicle. I'm out. Austin is a natural at this. He's a natural at this. That's a top five all time vibe. Um, I don't. What know. do you like about that car? Yeah, you know, I I saw one recently when I was in Atlanta. You know, where Will's shout from. out Will Welch. And um, the what year was it? Do you thing, have any sense? Nineties. Right? I think it's it's all from the same era, right? Yeah. I was going to say that's what I appreciate about the Chrysler Sebring convertible so much is that you can see it and you know, you, you, it recalls a memory and a feeling. Oh yeah. And you're like, I know exactly the person who drove that. Especially the convertible. Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a strong vibe. It's like, it's like conservative yet 
convertible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, letting loose, but, like, doesn't yeah. really want anyone else letting loose. And it's so long. Oh, yeah. It's kind of it's reminds- weird lines. And there's really yeah. strange colors, too, like a champagne kind of color yeah. is what comes to mind for me, like a bronze champagne color. I'm thinking forest green. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Such a good car color, forest green. <laughs> they don't really do that anymore, but no. that's, like, a really solid car color from that era. Yeah, I feel like cars now are all kind of this- different version of gray yeah. and silver Beige. and cars are also on this like weird like singularity evolution path oh, where yeah. i feel like in 10 years it's just all gonna be the same they all car. look the same it's yeah. gonna be like some hybrid suv kind yeah. of shape like uh this i don't know i'm making this like rainbow movement yeah fingers. like a they're <laughs> And all of the, 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 the specific thing that has become totally homogenized is taillights. It used to be that yeah. you could dif- differentiate like every make from it's like an interesting taillight pattern. Right. And now they're all exactly the same because yeah. the back end of every car looks exactly the yeah. same because there are these. It's funny. The next vibe coming from me is my favorite website on the internet. It's called bringatrailer.com. Do you mm, know this website? No, I've never. It's seen a car it. auction site and they specialize in sort of like rare and like really pristine examples of classic cars. So it's a curated, it's like eBay for cars, but it's curated so that all the cars on there are dope. Okay. But I'm in the market for a car. It's not, myself. you gotta go on bringatrailer.com. Let's talk. Let me consult you on your next car purchase. Okay. I've been doing a lot of research. I bought it. Any Sebrings? <laughs> dude, so this is the thing about bring a trailer that's genius. It's not just like Porsches and like classic Land Rovers and uh-huh. stuff. It's like unusual Japanese imports. Like, huh. like, often they'll do a lot of really pristine late 70s, early 80s Japanese cars, like early Toyota Corollas, early Honda Civics, and these things are amazing. I'm obsessed with these cars. So bring a trailer. They have tons of photography, tons of information, very lively comment section. Okay. So, like, there's going to be a Sebring on here soon, I bet. I mean, maybe not. That car's a little down market, even even for these guys. Yeah. But maybe. And then we'll get in there, and we'll, like, we'll get hop in the comment section, and we'll really go off. It would yeah. have to be like a low mileage, like a 96 with 15,000 miles on it. That's just immaculate. So that's the thing. It's like uh, n- like new old stock, yeah, kind of. Basically, yeah. Low mileage, rare cars. Um, it's such a fun website. And what's the name mean? Bring a trailer. Oh, good question. So like, if you're selling a car that doesn't run, mm. you'd say bring a trailer. Right. Meaning... Like I've got yeah. a piece of junk in my garage that's been there for twenty years. Yeah. It's a ra- it's like an old Datsun. Yeah. It's a really sick car. It doesn't run. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm not fixing it. You know, five thousand bucks cash, bring a trailer. Um, you have a new vibe? Parasols. Mm. Great for the summer. Great yep. for vacation. I mm-hmm. got my first parasol last summer in Greece. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to re up again soon. Um, what this so these are sunglasses. A parasol. Yeah. A parasol is an umbrella. Oh, not parasol like sunglasses. A parasol, a sunblocking umbrella. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, your vibes are so Sam Pine is even All right, keep going. All right. I'm just I'm not on your level, man. I'm sorry. It's all good, man. And, you know, I this is this is my one guest appearance. You do this all the time, you know. I'm sure you've 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 I'm a, you're about your to vibes. replace me. All right. So, you you're out there running the parasol cuz you don't want you're a little fair skinned like myself. Absolutely. We, we are definitely yeah. subject to some painful uh, uh, punishment from the sun. Yeah, you got to get out of the sun. And you know, a hat is a good way. Big hat. Yeah. The parasol is a big hat you hold in your hand. Yeah. And you can get really nice, like silk ones mm-hmm. with a little lace. Know, hand painted. Yeah. And um, you, know, you kind of 
it's it feels good to hold as well uh-huh. and it gives you this kind of sense of stature that yeah um it's like yeah wearing a jacket with embroidered words on it like it's a it's a statement it's a little old timey too like yeah. it kind of throws back to a time of of sort of like um monocles and those bikes with right. the one big wheel in the yeah. front and the tiny wheel in the back except it's practical yeah it has a real purpose yeah and i like the look. not so much a fashion statement it's it's a it is a fashion statement but it's but it's practical so you get the looks you get are not like that looks cool it's that looks cool and that's really smart I'm uh, into it. All right. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. I don't see myself carrying a parasol this summer, but a big brim hat, right. yes. Well, you know, it's got a beach umbrella, yes. Yeah. Like planted into the sand. Parasol is a it's kind of location specific thing. I was That's doing true. it on yeah. a Greek island. Right. So you're not going to be doing that at like Fort Tilden necessarily. No, no, no. But I'm not a big beach guy either. Yeah. So I I also will like be wearing like long sleeve. Yeah. Uh, just stay covered up. Yeah, that was gonna be my next vibe was linen clothes, but we can we can go we can keep going. Let's go right into it. Linen clothes it goes great with the parasol. Yeah, that's the <laughs> whole thing. it's a look. The the great thing about linen clothes is when you have a a linen shirt and a pair of linen pants. on yeah. at the same time. Absolutely. Like it's one thing to have like my linen shirt and then my like cotton trousers, but mm-hmm. when you're when you're doubling when you're doing double linen yeah, linen, linen on linen. Yeah. Is really the way to go. Yeah, yeah. And I like is you can do long sleeve, long pants, even on a hot day. Yeah. Um, Are you a shorts guy? Will you wear shorts this summer in New York City? Will we see you in shorts? Well, Probably not. No. Short sleeves today, though. Short sleeves, yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Like I said, it was, it was clean. So. Right. It's a good looking shirt, though. Thanks. It's a Fox collection. I don't know what that is. is that it's like a Sears thing, a vintage Sears thing. I was thing. gonna say it looks vintage. It yeah. looks like a little bit like a grandpa shirt, a t- yeah. tasteful grandpa shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well pressed. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to go in a different direction with the yeah. next vibe. Yeah. It's a new skateboard video by Converse called Purple. Oh, amazing. I was telling you a little bit about this. Yeah. It's a really good video. It's very tastefully edited. It has very good music. Awesome. And one of the skaters in it, I just wrote a piece about. I was also telling you this, and yeah. now I'm going to promote it on yeah, air. Yeah, I, I did a piece with Sean Pablo, who's a really cool uh, young 20-year-old skater, former face of supreme has really fresh style he sort of brought the whole high water pants do you know that the new sort of look for cool skate kids is high water pants you know so you can see the white socks yeah yeah slim sort of t-shirt tucked in it's classic you know t-shirt or like wife beater tucked into the trousers and the trousers like pressed like dickies or something vintage with a nice crease starch yeah, maybe they're starched, yeah. yeah. Probably, like, were starched years ago and then, like, remained mm. starched at the Goodwill. But Sean Pablo really kind of led this look. He's super cool. His part in the video is awesome. You ever watch skate videos? Yeah, You ever dabble in some of that? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a new thing I've discovered that I love about Instagram, actually. You get to see some clips. Yeah, it's, uh, I love a skate video, especially kind of, like, after, a, you know, coming home from a late night, yeah. not sleepy, put on a skate video, it's good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've... Instagram, like I'll just scroll through those all day. It's great. Yeah, I just, dude, I have major problem with that. Oh, and Sean Pablo skates to a really good um, my my bloody Valentine song. Oh, so like that great band. band. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you you want to give us one more vibe to bring us home? The outro vibe. Um, oh, I have to close it out now. Um, you're, you're the guest of honor. How about well, we do World Cup. Got World Cup coming Heck up. Yeah, you're gonna get involved in some viewing of the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll just promote a single of ours that's going to come out around that time called Total Football. Uh, 
Ah. You'll hear it on our record when yeah. it comes out May 18th, but this there's um uh yeah, the first song on the record is called Total Football. We're going to do a 7-inch for that. There's going to be an opening party uh Andrew uh Savage, the another member of Parquet Courts has done a large mural at the Canal Street Market. What? Really? He painted it? He, or, or he, he designed created, it. Yeah, yeah. Cra- designed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's other people that will paint it because um, it's pretty large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and Wait, what's total Total football? Is a it's a it's about football. Total football is a uh, is a soccer tactic. Yeah. It's a original. Oh. It's a it's a Dutch theory um, where. God, I'm so ignorant. I feel like I've said really dumb things several times here <laughs> does everyone know what total football is no i would sam do you, do you know what total football is okay. no I, I, and you i think that would be a europe yeah thing yeah. it's it's a it's a little deep into you know soccer tactics but it's uh are you an expert in soccer tactic tactics i read a book okay yeah um called inverting the pyramid i'm guessing it's a metaphor total football yeah it's it's like complete you know total like in complete sense of the word where uh, any person on the field could play in any position. People can switch roles. Wow. And uh, and it's about the collective nature of the team. And uh, the song on our record is about that, where uh, it's about collectivism mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of following um, one strong leader that everyone's based around. Yeah. It's a collectivism in opposition to individualism uh, exclusively, but, you know, indiv- individualism that exists within collectivism, so... So you guys discovered this this soccer tactic and decided and sort of it fit into some other bigger themes. It's a bigger that you guys theme, are working yeah. with on the album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we got the World Cup coming up. So yeah, yeah, that would be my vibe. I, I I feel like I've got a few teams that I'm going for. Uh-huh. Which are what? Uh, I like Wales because they've got uh, my guy Ryan Giggs, who's from Manchester United. Okay. Uh, he's Welsh. He's he's the new manager of the Welsh team. So maybe I want him to do well. Okay. But you know. I don't. They're not, you know. They're they're a scrappy young team, but uh, I'll root for them with you. I don't have a team yeah. to root for, so I'll just. My, my I'll, favorite team is Belgium. Uh huh. Um, they've got a really interesting squad. A lot of great young players. Some of the best players in the world right now are Belgian, but you know they don't play. They haven't done well as a team together. So it'll be interesting to see if they get together for the World Cup. Well, I'm here for collectivism. I'm here for the World Cup. I'm here for yeah. the new Parquet Chords record. Yeah. It's out May 18th. That's right. You're Austin Brown. That's me. This is episode 30 of Corporate Lunch, uh, one of the all-time great episodes of any podcast ever. I would say so. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me.